0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. Good morning. <laughs> like the room is just like, he's waiting for something. And, and it wasn't the introduction, it wasn't me they were waiting for, it. but um, I just feel like the presence of God is so thick in here. Man, I was just thinking about our worship this morning. I was like, man, this is not like other churches worship. This is just, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying it's just, I love it. I love it. I'm like, man, this is the worship that just fills me up. Like, this is the worship. This is the kind of church that I dream about being a part of. Um, uh, before we started the church, I remember traveling different places, uh um, either alone or with my mentor, and, and uh, we'd go to some churches, and I'd be like, Lord, I don't want a church like this. <laughs> 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 it's being real. It's okay, right? Listen, some of you guys, if you're visiting here, like, this might not be your church, right? Like, date us for a little bit. Check us out. See if it's something that, like, your heart comes alive in, you know? Jesus will come alive in you. Yeah, it just may not be here. Um, but for some people, like, you know, your heart's like, this is my family. Like, this is where I call home. I, I, this is where I I, sur- I actually give my life for these people, um, but and so, the, but then there's other churches that I would go to, and I was just like undone. I'm, I'm like, "Oh, Father, Lord, could I just have a church like this?" Yeah. And um, I won't go down that road. But uh, this is this is what I dream about. You guys are amazing, just a bunch of worshipers. Oh. If, it, if it was up to me, we probably wouldn't have service. We wouldn't have a, a preaching. It would just be a bunch of worship, and we'd all get saved all over again every time. Um, but I, I think it's good. Teaching's good. It's good to. It's good to mentor and to disciple each other in love and love good deeds. Okay, well, hey, um, oh, <laughs> I, just, I know you guys prayed for me last time to be succinct, and, and it worked, I think. I'm going to ask that again. I'm more messed up today than I was when I started last Sunday. So I'm going to need some extra prayers this morning. But Father, I pray... <laughs> I pray for, I pray for just beautiful succinctness, Lord, that I would just, I would say only what you'd have me say, Lord, and I pray your Holy Spirit would just continue to move in this room, Lord. Just fill the room. Fill the room with your very presence for the person of the Holy Spirit. Would you fill the room? God, I thank you for this family, this community, this tribe of, of just laid down lovers, that there'd be nothing left, God. It would be all yours, God. Wow. <laughs> Before we start, I just, my brother was telling me uh, that his church that he's connected with in Pakistan had a, he had some Muslim, uh, there were some Muslim people that came into the church and started opening fire. And he said, five of them, right, were in the hospital right now, but not one of them died. Not one of them died, and I was actually thinking about what David, brother David. So that was Stephen, right? Stephen was preaching the gospel, and and he was stoned. He was, you know, he did actually die, and he was he was offered up to heaven. But you know, there's a there's there's a there's a glory in preaching the gospel. There's a glory in persecution. Um, but I still, but it's still worth praying that that every that those Muslims would receive Christ. That those Muslims that walked in there, they didn't know they got set up. It was a setup. And in their heart, they had evil. And they had the devil and the accuser lying to them about who they are and what they're called to do. But Father, we pray right now. Just pray with me. God, I pray for those Muslim men that they would be on a new mission after this, God. I pray that that they would have the dreams, God, that they just bought themselves a one-way ticket to having dreams about the the man dressed in white, Lord. God, I pray that that, that the Holy Spirit would visit them tonight, God. Would convict their hearts. They would go back to the church, God. They'd repent and be saved, God. A revival would break out, Lord, all across Pakistan and Iran and Saudi Arabia, like all across the Middle East, God. God, we pray that there would be no one, there'd be no other Christians would die in the Middle East, God. God, I thank you, Lord, for the faithful ones, Lord, who meet in the midst of persecution, God. I pray for every one of those people in the hospital, Lord, right now, that bullet wounds would, would heal up instantly right now. There'd be supernatural healings, Father. Lord, that you are, not, you are not withholding anything to teach anybody lessons. You don't need persecution to get the church to love you, God. But Father, I thank you for what you're going to do from this situation, Lord. Wow. Ha. Huh. Amen. I was just thinking, you guys ever read the book, Heavenly Man? Heavenly man, Brother Yun and China. And I remember reading stories that, that, that the followers of, of, the, of, of his, his kind of tribe, they'd get they put in jail and they'd get beaten. And they'd start laughing and, and rejoicing. And the guards were completely confused of what was going on right now. Why are they laughing? We're beating them. And um, it was just, it was the Holy Spirit. Was, it, was it was the fruit of the Holy Spirit coming out of them, right? Take joy, brethren. Right, that's not what I'm preaching about, but I'm just getting wrecked by. Come on now, like it's we're in Orange County, like the greatest persecution. I don't even know what we get, but like I don't know. I won't go there. Yeah, we have to go. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Lord Jesus, help me. All right, <laughs> tear me up. I don't know if I like that prayer. Um, so last week, ah, listen if. If my joy offends you, take heart. You're not alone. But just look at him as I preach. Don't look at me. All right? Because this is just me. It's who I am. I've tried to be someone else, and it doesn't work. And I have less fun doing it. So, um, and God, oh, man. Okay. Uh, last week, so if you, how many of you guys were here last week? Raise your hand. How many of you were not? No, don't raise your hand. I don't, I don't, I, it, I'm not into it. I'm not calling anybody out. Um, we, last week was Pentecost Sunday, and, we, and I got to preach on uh, on something. Man, I was so happy to do it. It was we preached on the Holy Spirit. Okay, and it was it was good. It was really good. Um, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> We talked about the Holy Spirit being not just a a supernatural force in the room, like, like Yoda lifting the, the TIE fighter, right, out of the bog, right? He's like, oh, use the force. It's like, no, the Holy Spirit isn't a force. He's a person. He is the, he he is one of the, persons of God, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're, they're three in one. I, I don't fully understand how that is. We've got some fun examples that we might see, you know, like uh, like water is ice, and it's liquid, and it's, and it's also vapor. But the reality is, don't, don't attempt too much to understand how the Trinity can work, and how, we can, how we're supposed to talk to one, and yet talk to all of them. And who are we supposed to talk to? Jesus Holy Spirit, Father, I'm confused. It's funny, the feedback I got is some one person said, you know, I always wondered who I was supposed to pray to. And I just, and I was, and and, you know, some of you guys are just, you you overthink this stuff. And so you're going to be like, Well, I'm just not going to pray then. I'm I'm just kidding. You can go there, but like honestly, like you start to think, like who am I supposed to pray? See these questions in your head, and so we we create a lot of clarity around the Holy Spirit. And real quick, I'm just going to just kind of recap if you weren't here, because I think it's important that the Holy Spirit is in the room. He's a person. The Holy Spirit is in you. So when we say Christ is in us, it's the Spirit of Christ. Right? So the Spirit of Christ is on the earth. He's walking. He can walk in the room if he wants. But the, 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 the man Jesus in the flesh is, is, with, is in heaven with the Father. As, as Dave was saying, he, you know, Stephen looks up and he sees the Father in Jesus. Does that make sense? So the man Jesus is in heaven, but his Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who, who, is, who is in us to lead us into all truth, and he's, and he's to teach us. So number one, the Holy Spirit, like I said, is, is intimate and he's close. The Holy Spirit isn't a thing. It's not a, a, a vapor that we, we invoke with, a, you know, waving a wand at or something, right? Like, he's not something we invite to conferences, right? Like, the Holy Spirit is in you right now, right here, right now. And he's intimate. He's a person. Romans actually says the Spirit himself testifies. It's, it's a himself it's a he. It's it's a he. It's a person in you, and so the Holy Spirit, he will he he is, is intimate. The Holy Spirit we learn can can be grieved, the Holy Spirit can re- be resisted. Can you be resisted? Yeah. Soak in the Holy Spirit. Can you be offended and grieved? Yeah. Yeah. Soak in the Holy Spirit. Now I don't think He holds on to offense. I don't think He's like He's like He's very quick to just repent and He's back in with you. But He you can you can actually interact with the Holy Spirit on a relational level. Does that make sense? Number two, he desires fellowship. We talked about 2 Corinthians 13, 14, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So the Holy Spirit wants to fellowship. He wants to co-labor, walk with you. He wants to go on walks with you. He wants to go eat sushi with you. He wants to go hang out with you at Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know. And so he, he, wants, to, <laughs> he wants to hang out with you. Last book of uh, Revelations, it says that the Spirit and the bride are saying, come to Jesus. So that, that we're, we're partnering with the Holy Spirit, even in that, even in calling Jesus to return. So we're, we're, we're actually given this beautiful place of fellowship, right? He wants, he, the Holy Spirit calls you a friend. Isn't that great? All right, last, um, third, he's a teacher. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, John 16, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but what he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. You wanna, you wanna learn more about the Bible? I was talking with a, a brother of mine who's just getting to know the Bible right now. So you wanna learn to learn learn the Bible, turn your podcast off and start asking the Holy Spirit what he means when it says this in the Bible. Try it try it. We don't do it because you're afraid nothing's going to happen. But I I encourage you, just give it a shot. And if you don't see anything happen, do it again. All right. This is last week, okay? Get the notes. All right. Last one, He is the power of God. He is the power on the earth to do the stuff, to do the miracles. He was actually in the Old Testament. um, He was, the Holy Spirit was the one we talked about. is one that actually brought the walls down of Jericho. The Holy Spirit was the one that was with Moses when it ripped through the Red Sea and parted it, all right? The Holy Spirit was with Stephen to preach the gospel with boldness in the midst of these really evil people that were like, they were nah, yeah, evil people. They were, they were sons of the devil, so that's right. So, but they were evil, right? Were, and so he had boldness through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was on all the prophets. He was on Mount Carmel. He was, he, was, he's, he is the power that, that is in you, to kick depression. The Holy Spirit is the power in you to stop being so angry. He he is the the Holy Spirit is in you to heal the sick, to to heal my brother Sterling's arm this morning. Like, this is the Holy Spirit. So that's that's what we talked about last week. It was powerful. Um, I want to talk today a little bit more about, um, I almost feel like we back up a step and talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, oh come on, let's go. (laughs) So, (laughs) so the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys, most of you guys, I would assume in the room are all baptized in the Holy Spirit. And um, but the reality is, is not all of us recognize what the Bible says about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can can you be baptized without getting? Can you be baptized in the Holy Spirit without getting saved first? Yes, no, yes, no. See, see what I mean? Like there's, I can feel the room's like, what's the right answer? Jesus, right? Like, (laughs) Jesus saves. You're right. So, so listen, we're going to get into the scripture a lot today. So if you've got your word, pull it out. Go ahead and start with Matthew, uh, Matthew 3. But we're going to talk about the. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today even more. And I'll tell you, there has never been a time in history. I don't feel equipped to say that. Let me back up. (laughs) Sorry, I have a. I hate generalization, so I can't say. It. I got to be honest. Honestly, right now, I believe that we radically need the Holy Spirit. I believe that lately, I don't know of all time, but lately we've been trying to do church, and I just mean the body because I, I think some churches are killing it, some churches are are learning, but we need the Holy Spirit in church. I feel like up until now, the church has been on AM, and we're we're being called into the FM, right? I think we're we're being called into like like digital radio right now. There's a, what is it, lossless, lossless radio? If you're a music musician, you know what that is. But listen, the Holy Spirit wants to ignite the church. I feel like, I feel like, like we've been living in church land, like one of those old, like, I love Lucy movies that it's like black and white and gray and all that stuff, right, Deb? You know what I'm talking about. So like, we've been living in this, like, black. I know, Deb, she's nodding her head. I'm like, come on now, because she's a woman on fire, let me tell you about Deb. Deb, is a, she's a missionary that, that that literally is here now so she can be a parent and really love her son well and love her family well. But this is a woman on fire. Come on. Yeah. Deb, God's not dumb with you. Yeah. I know you know that. You don't think he's dumb. But I, I just want you to know, like, I just see so much fire in you. And uh, there's there's a healing ministry on your hands. I just, see, I just see you laying hands on people, and they will recover. I just want to speak that over you this morning. Amen. Yeah, amen. (laughs) She's at her house every Monday. I love it. Okay. All right. So listen, the Holy Spirit, like I said, I, I feel like the church is, we're all longing for this. Like nobody's not wanting more of God to show up. Like nobody. Everybody's got the most beautiful heart. And the reality is we just gotta, we just gotta keep moving forward. Just keep moving towards Him. We're not after perfection. We're after progress. Right? And so we're just going to keep preaching the Holy Spirit, preaching Jesus, preaching salvation, preaching, preaching healthy hearts that can actually be something worth filling all this stuff. And so we're just going to go after God together, amen? But listen, we've got to know who the Holy Spirit is because if you don't know who you're going after, you're going to be doing like this. Like, did I find him yet? Did I find him yet? Right? Sometimes it feels that way. It feels like, was well, this a thing? Or is it, what is it, a person, place, or thing? Well, oh, it's a person. Okay, sorry. All right, so Matthew 3, I'm going gotta, I to gotta be moving quick today. All right. Jesus. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> he does say perfect. Uh, okay, Matthew 3. So I'm going to talk, I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the baptism of John, the baptism of salvation. I mean, there's a few different baptisms out there. All right. There's not just one thing. And for some of us, that's confusing. All right. So back to the three, um, Matthew 3.11. Matthew 3.11. You there, <laughs> Matthew three eleven. All right, this is John the Baptist talking. John the Baptist. He's not John the apostles. John the Baptist did not write the book of John. I used to think that. All right, if you thought that too, you're in good company. All right, I, I learned. I grew. Um, But John, uh, this was years ago, all right? Stop judging me, all right? All right, so anyway, so Matthew 3. As for me, I baptize you with water for repentance. Say repentance. John's baptism was one of repentance. He who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I will not, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Say "fire." Fire. 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 So John the Baptist knew that his wasn't the end. Remember, this is John the Baptist says, I must, I, there is, I must decrease so that he may. That's right. Because John the, John's baptism was just repentance. It was, it was just the outside, trying to get the outside clean. Jesus was going to come with a baptism on the inside. All right. Uh, turn to Luke 11. No, no, no. Turn to Luke, uh, John 4, 13. John 4, 13. I'm, I'm right that time. John four thirteen. You can trust me. Yeah, I won't, I won't switch, switch it on you. All right, John four thirteen. It's just gonna be, I'm gonna be going through scriptures, you guys. I might jump in and out of it, but this is good. This is the word. I love it. Uh, I got so blasted thinking about this message earlier. Um, I pray the same for you guys. Yeah. Holy Spirit, would you rest on us, God, as we read your word and we meditate. I want you to meditate on the, don't, don't just listen to me, look at me. Look at the Holy Spirit. Look at Jesus while I preach what he's asked me to preach. Does that make sense? If you look at me, like you'll miss it probably because I'm not that good. He is better, all right? He is better at this. So just look at him, get his spirit in you and he will wreck you as well. All right, John, John, uh, John 4. Jesus is now at the well. He's hanging out with the woman at the well. You guys remember the story? That, uh, that, you know, he's, he's talking about the woman and he starts um, giving words of knowledge about, he prophesies, he's hearing from the Father, right? Hearing from God, classes later, right? Jesus is, is, is demonstrating this for us. He's hearing from God for this woman, begins to talk about her life and she runs off saying, the man that told me everything about myself, right? So he's, he, she's convinced and here's the conversation he has with her, John 4.13, says, Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. Say, never thirst. Never. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Right? So he... He, they're standing in front of a well, so he's using the context of what that she can understand. But he's saying, "Listen, listen! If you drink the water that I have, right, and He is the living water, you will become. There will be a living well that will spring up into eternal life. What's eternal life sound like? Sounds like salvation, doesn't it? Sounds like salvation. This is the water. So she, he's talking about salvation. Okay. Now turn to uh, uh, John seven thirty seven. You guys with me? You guys need a keyboard player or something? I- I can get one. All right, all right, we'll keep going. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to have fun. All right, uh, 11.13. No, 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 I didn't say that. I said 7. 7.37. I got too many notes. Focus, okay. Listen, I'm going to get better, I promise. All right. Uh, John 7.37, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll start in thirty uh yeah thirty seven thirty seven just right there at um, where it says Jesus starts speaking um it says now on that day on the last day, the great day of, of feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink There's a pattern here, right come to me and drink for he he who believes in me as the scripture said from his innermost being' will flow rivers of living water. And there's another, there's another translation that says out of his heart or even out of his, his belly flows, r- r- flows rivers of living water, okay? Sometimes when, I, when, I'm, when I'm having an encounter with God, I lay, a hand, I lay my hand on my belly so I can remind myself where the Holy Spirit's coming out of. And I'm like, oh Lord, you're so good. Fill me, let it, right? Like it's, wow. So if I, if I come by and lay hands on your belly, that's what's happening. I'm, all right. That's right. That's right, brother. The larger the belly. <laughs> Unto your faith. Let's go. All right. <laughs> but this he spoke. This he spoke of the Spirit. Say, Spirit. spirit. For, the, for whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So we have the fountain of, of, of a fountain coming up. Up in eternal life, salvation. But then we have the Spirit coming out like a rushing river, like a, like a, a river coming out of your belly. Now, why is it going out? Do you think? Because the salvation is to cle- is to get you inside. All like, your identity inside is in the salvation of Christ. Right? That's your identity. But as we le- as we said last week, the Holy Spirit is going to come on to you to be a witness. Right? So why do we have the Holy Spirit living this like a fire coming out of us, like a rushing, like a like a river? Why? Why would He do that? Why? Because there's a world out there that needs to meet you. And it needs that Holy Spirit rushing out of you. Listen, if you don't want to be a witness, you don't need the Holy Spirit coming out of you. I mean, real here. Like, I'm not trying to guilt anybody. I'm just saying that's what's there for. You're already saved. Like, hallelujah. Your name's written in the book. It's a good thing. Your identity is intact. He has thoughts for you that outnumber the sands on the shore. Like he he loves you, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The one that Jesus says, it is better that I go because I'm leaving for you, right? But he's leaving for us, the Holy Spirit, that is to do what? Is to witness. And I don't mean evangelism. I mean that you walk around and people recognize that you're a Christian, and not. not and I know Francis he never said this. He didn't. He never said. And 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 if you know, if you need to speak, I don't know, use words, right? Preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. I think there's a lot of value and there's truth in that. Act like a Christian, and and if you need to use words, but also use words, because how will they know if they've never been told? So it's all of it. It's all of it, right? Come on, it's all of it. All right. Where are we? Let's let's keep going. Ah, this is good. All right, Luke 24, 48. Now, we talked a little bit about this a little bit at the end last week. But this is basically, this is Luke 24, 48. Um, This is Jesus. He's about to to ascend to the Father. He's about to release His church, um, and and He's telling them, go wait in Jerusalem. So He says this, "Um, for you are a witness of these things, and behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Say "power." power. This is what we're here for. We're here for the power of God. The power of God. Why? Because it's a rough world out there. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of nasty stuff going on out there. A lot of people coming against you. There's people walking into churches, opening fire. We need the power of God. We need the power. I love what he also said, that I'm sending you the Holy... He says, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you the promise of my Father. The Holy Spirit is the promise in you. The promise of what? promise of salvation. The promise that you are his son and daughter but you are to stay in the city until you're clothed with power. Ooh, clothed. Isn't that a cool language? Clothed. Like literally, you're going to put them on. You're going to pick your outfit out in the morning, right? You're going to get clothed with them, right? Is there buttons? I don't know. Let's go. I don't I'm thinking My mind went, literally my mind went to like Justin Bieber's clothing line. I'm like the Holy Spirit clothing line. Let's go. All right. Sorry. All right. Acts 1-4. <laughs> Oh, Lord, wash us, clothe us this morning. Come on, Jesus, Father. Thank you, Lord. All right, John, um, Acts 1, uh, 1, 1, 5, 1, 5, For John, and so we're going to get into some of the baptisms now. For John, this is Jesus right before he leaves. He says, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Okay, so he's talking he's prophesying about the baptism of fire coming. Alright, now let's go. This is now the baptism of fire is different than salvation. Alright, we're gonna get some of different types of baptism. Let's go to the book of Acts. This is gonna be good. John or er, Acts uh eight fourteen. You guys with me? Getting getting your Bibles some 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 mileage on it. Alright. A lot of murmuring going on, You know. Is it eight or seven? It was eight. Acts 8. Acts 8 14. Woo! (laughs) All right, so (laughs) Jesus. So, Philip. Philip, right before this, right before, Philip is in Samaria. And he's, I'm just setting the stage, because remember, some of you guys are all different places in how you know the Bible. Some of you guys is backwards, forwards, up, down. Some of us are new to this thing, all right? So at this point, Philip is in Samaria, and he's preaching the gospel. He's out there doing, he's, he's telling people about Jesus, okay? So he's out there preaching. Um, number, uh, 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 and then verse 14. And now when he, when the apostles in Jerusalem, so that's not in Samaria, heard that Samaria had received the word of God by Philip, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed with them, or for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They had to receive it. Isn't that interesting? So they received the word, and they had not yet received the Spirit. Do you guys follow me? Just what it says. It's good. Listen, it's it's confusing if you don't walk through different, different aspects. Aspects, and that says, for he had not yet fallen upon any of them; they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands, the uh, the, the the apostles. They began laying their hands on them, and they were re- and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Don't you love that? So, the, so let me just paint this for you. So this was such. This is this is wild, you guys. So. Philip goes throughout Samaria and starts to preach to the gospel. People are getting saved left and right. And, and, the, and the fathers of the church, right? The fathers of the church, um, Peter and John, they hear about this. And it's so important to them that they made the trek, which I've heard is arguably about 35 to 50 miles, okay? Now, you're not going to jump in your Toyota and drive. That's a quick shot. It's a quick trip. But for these guys, that was a long trip. Can you imagine? On a camel walking, all this stuff, taking the brakes. It was a long trip, 35 to 50 miles. Why? Because they had not received the Spirit. Do you see the importance that, the, that Scripture is saying behind the Spirit? I think sometimes we think, well, it's like, oh, it's okay if you're not baptized in the Spirit. You love Jesus. We're all going to heaven in the same place. That's not what the Bible is, is showing us. That this is, the, this is the model that we've been given. And the model says that after you receive Jesus in your heart, you need to get the Holy Spirit baptized flowing out of you. And it was so important that they dropped stuff. They sent two of the fathers to go do that personally. Isn't that amazing? Now, my question is, how come Philip didn't baptize in the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Let's go on. Okay. (laughs) Ask the Holy Spirit. He'll teach you. Listen, Paul boasted that he had no teachers. And yet we're so like waiting for someone to tell us the answer. (laughs) Listen, I'm in the boat too. Let's go. But listen, just stop and ask the Holy Spirit. I tell you, I was... My life changed mass- massively when I was when I was a new Christian. And I heard a, a, a message by um uh uh by Chris Fallatin. This is back in like, I don't know, two thousand and five, six, seven, I don't know. And I remember listening to a podcast. I was so brand new to all this stuff. And and I heard and, and, and Chris Fallon was talking about says the me- I remember the name of the message, living in Graceland. And it was all about grace. And I was just like it was all new to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, Grace. Yes. Um, and, and so I, I he started talking about Lot and his wife and all this stuff. And 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 Chris says this on the in his message. He says, and then as I'm reading about Lot and his wife, the Holy Spirit God stops me and says He says, Chris, what was Lot's wife's name? And you're thinking about that. All I thought about in the moment was what? God spoke to you? He asked you a question about the Bible? It changed my life. Like, this understanding that I could read the word and he'd ask me something about it, right? Like, that's... (laughs) And so Chris is like, oh, Lord, only you know. <laughs> but least looking through the word and he's like, I don't know. You know, though. You wouldn't have asked. <laughs> it's one of those questions, right? And so it, it was really interesting. And I won't keep in suspense because like, I do know the answer to this one. Um, <laughs> and so God starts speaking to Chris, teaching him about the Bible. Listen, I don't care if you've been saved for a week or, or for 20 years, like, If you you desire this, you can have it. You you, you can have the, you can picture the greatest Christian leader in your head right now. Just picture someone. I want to give you permission to have greater faith in that person. And you can even ask for it. Father, I pray that I would have more faith in that great leader. I so honor what they've done before me, but I pray that you'd give me more faith in that person. Isn't that amazing? Do Do you think the Father wants to give you that? Do you think that leader would love for you to surpass him or her? Come on, this is faith. That's all it is. You just gotta ask for it and believe in your heart and it will come, right? Yeah. He'll give you whatever, right? And anything you ask for. Yeah. That was last week. Get the tape. So, <laughs> thank you, wife. Um, so <laughs> honey, not wife. Um, I just don't call you, thank you, wife. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Listen, I'm, I, I told you to pray for me. Um, Lot, so, so, so God's talking to Chris and he's, (laughs) don't talk to me when I'm preaching. (laughs) So God talks to Chris and he starts to, starts to download that in the Bible, oftentimes when the, when the name of the wife is not listed, that their identity is connected to the identity of the husband. And so Lot was called a righteous man. And this, I mean, th- this messes some people up because I know it goes against certain messages. But the way that it was, the way that Chris was teaching, the way the Lord had taught him. So I'll let you decide about what's right or wrong. But you get to judge because you have the Holy Spirit. But he talked about how Lot's wife, although she did, if you remember the story, they were fleeing Sodom and Gomorrah, right? I'm not forgetting the story. Right? And, and they turned around and the angel said, don't look back. Right? And a lot of people think, well, well, well Lot's wife was, uh, she was, you know, she was in sin and she couldn't, she didn't want to leave the sinful ways, so she had to look back. And it's like, and she turned to a pillar of salt, Right? well, what does the Bible look, talk about salt for? It talks about, well, we are salt and light, right? For salt season. So he's actually talking about the, when I see a pillar of salt, it's it's the good stuff, right? It's the, it's the flavoring. So Lot, Lot's wife, I, here's the way I, I heard it. I, I thought it was beautiful. That Lot and his wife were missionaries in Sodom and Gomorrah and their hearts were so for mercy. They were so for God's grace to, to withhold death on the city that Lot's wife, it's almost like Lot's wife had been like pouring into this women's group or something like that for all these years and they were, they were about to be destroyed and her heart couldn't bear. So even, even as she's running away, she's crying out for mercy and grace and she looks back hoping one last time, God, would you give mercy? But because she disobeyed God, she turned into a pillar of salt. Isn't that an interesting way of looking at that? Oh, man. We like to prophesy that um, California is gonna be, or like cities are gonna be devastated because of sin and las vegas is going to be inflamed and and um it was in that message i first heard this that if we truly believe that we should run into those cities and not out of them and that i just never forgot that are you guys going to run into death and devastation when persecution comes to our country are you going to run into it or are you going to run away from it are you going to run in so that everyone would be saved Ah. Oh. Jesus, <laughs> sorry, that's a second message. You get two today. All right, so let's move on. Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. Uh, Acts ten forty four. You guys okay? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I know they're just drinking of drinking of fountains. Take a drink, if you're ever feeling dry, take a drink. He says those who drink of me right all right acts ten forty four this is uh let me set the tone of this one for this one because we just jump around a lot. I hope that's okay um, ten forty four so this is where um this is where peter he's actually he, he this uh, peter has a he's on the on his on his, on the roof of a house and he has this open vision right he has an open vision of animals coming down on his white sheet and And he thinks it's about being clean and, oh, Lord, I've never eaten that stuff. And Jesus and the Lord says, no, no, I've got something else for you. And, and, and And then he gets a knock and he gets invited over to Cornelius's house. Okay, Cornelius is a, is a Gentile. He is not a Jew. He's not, he, he, this is not for him. The Gentiles were, no, up until now, the Gentiles were not, to, had no experience of receiving God and the word and salvation, much less the Holy Spirit. So, so Cornelius invites Peter because he hears about this stuff. Cornelius is a man of hunger. He's a man of faith. Some of you guys are Cornelius in here, right? You're, you're the kind of people that you're willing to host a meeting in your house and fill it with people that need Jesus, all right? If that's you, I just bless you to do that. Some of you guys are feeling that call. I just feel it strongly right now. Maybe there's a couple of you guys. Open your house out. Invite people. Invite Rick. Invite Michael. Mike Sue. Mike Jessica. I don't know, invite some, some Christians in to speak and pray and worship. So Cornelius has his house, and, he, and Peter is preaching to them, okay? He's preaching. In verse 14, it says, When Peter... Um, and so open now he's talking all about Jesus, right? He's talking all about the prophets in verse 43 of him all the prophets bear witness talking about Jesus that through his name everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. So he's preaching to them. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. The Holy Spirit fell on them. Isn't that amazing? He was just talking to him, preaching to him. He says, verse 45 all the circumcised believers, the Christians, right, that came with Peter were amazed. Why were they amazed? Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Right? They're, they're in a room full of unbelievers that aren't even supposed to get this in their mind. And the Holy Spirit decides to mess up all of our good theology. And all of our ideas of what's proper and right and in order, and the Holy Spirit falls in the room on a bunch of unbelievers. Isn't that powerful? Verse 46: For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Then, isn't that awesome? Not even saved yet. Come on. Then Peter answered, Surely no one can refuse the water for these to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we did, can he? And he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay on for a few days. So Peter looks at this and says, wow, they got the Holy Spirit. They should probably get salvation. <laughs> it's just in the Bible. I'm not telling you how, what's supposed to, what's, what's right, what order we get baptized in. I'm just telling you, this is what happened. He's preaching the gospel. Now, you might be thinking, there's lots of different ways. Maybe, maybe as he preached the gospel, the Holy Spirit came on them in fire with tongues and praising. And in that moment, they got saved on the inside and had it all together. And Peter's just saying, let's get them baptized in some water. Another point to make is very rarely at all in the Bible does someone get saved and isn't baptized in the same time. In fire and with water. Carry around a little water bottle with you everywhere we go. I love my church. I do. (laughs) Go to Acts 19. Praise you, Lord. So thankful, God. Acts 19. So Paul is in Ephesus. 19.1. We're going to start at the beginning there. Paul is at Ephesus. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country And came to Ephesus and he found some disciples. How did he find some disciples? How did he know they were disciples? Did they look different? Did they act different? I don't know. But he found some disciples. So he must have found some Christians. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, no, we have not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. I love that. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism, repentance, right? That was John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who was to come after him, meaning Jesus. That is, in Jesus. Sorry, I could have kept reading. Verse 5, then they heard this, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Salvation. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them. They began speaking with tongues and with prophesying. And so there's there's different baptisms going on here. Right here, we have all of them, don't we? They say, hey, we, we've encountered John's baptism, right? And, and and so so Paul's saying, well, here, get baptized in Jesus, get saved, and now let me baptize you with fire. Why? Because they needed it. Because they needed it. And it's commanded to us too. Can I get the worship team to come on up here? Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life. It the Rage on the inside of me Oh